Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, The Mythos Mysteries, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please... Join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch dice today.
Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers. Laura Elizabeth as the Orc Countant Eta and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse, Code, and Crown! Maka Deathcap has been put on the hot seat to speak in his own defense. Tyler, the player, has admitted he's nervous. Maka, the character, would never admit that, but probably is. And I gotta tell you, as the person playing Murdoch Truegood, she's real fucking nervous. So... <laughs> Maka and Tyler, stand and deliver. It's your time, buddy. What do you do? Uh, yeah, Maka will will rise, and uh, I think kind of step forward to uh, to where um, Murdoch was kind of standing and delivering her her defense. Um, and I will look to the prosecutor, and I will say, uh, um, "What is?" Your name? Yeah, my name is is Mowgli Branch Sheath. Mowgli Branch Sheath? Yes, attorney at law. Mowgli. You say I am accused of impersonating an ambassador. Yes. This yes. is mm, yes. It is my understanding that I am the only one who returned from Orville. Is that correct? Um yes. We were expecting the return of our beloved Presidentia and our first blade chestnut, and yet here you are the only one to return from an otherwise doomed expedition where our beloved judge, and I'm sorry to bring this up, Your Honor, but where your beloved brother died in defense of Bleen. And he looks back to you. That is true. Hmm. He did die defending Bleen. There were many who died in Orville that day. I can tell you that I was directly approached to join this group to visit Orville. In truth, it has come to my attention that the potential cure for this blight may rest in Orville. I have with me standing among some of you. And I gesture up sure. to uh, Gwendolyn and Duncan and say, uh, citizens of Orville who witnessed the massacre firsthand, the attack on that kingdom on that day, they can vouch for my innocence that I played no part in the deaths of our total brothers and sisters. And uh, sitting amongst you is Gwendolyn. 
Princess of Orville, and her honor guard, a dawnbreaker, one Duncan Kindano. And uh, Mowgli will clear his throat and say, very interesting, uh, uh, Marka. Um, it's very good of you to point out for our esteemed and honored jury, your accompli- uh, pardon me, your witnesses uh, to, to the massacre. Um, and then he takes off his little glasses and does that like douchebag lawyer thing where he polishes them while talking. He says, but I think it is worthy of note that the ambassadorship charges we've placed against you are actually in regards to your uh, portrayal of one Ginkgo Longleaf at Sprongrek Fortress. The treason you committed elsewhere is a different matter. Hmm? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. In that case, I did impersonate Ginkgo Longleaf and in doing so, uncovered a conspiracy to overthrow the local government of Sprongbreck and to subvert the democratic process that they carry out there. Hmm. Yes. And Ginkgo from the cheap seats just goes, yes, you douchebag, we were trying to do that. Hmm? Hmm. And just like sits down and drinks his wine with both hands. Um, and um, <laughs> Murdoch stands up and just yells, objection, your honor. And uh, the judge is like, yes, we will not be considering the drunken ramblings of someone from the seats, but it would seem your client just admitted guilt. Yes. Well, yes, sure. Yes, he did. I just don't like that people were talking. And then she sits back down and nods to you. Uh, and oh, I'll, no. uh, <laughs> I'll gesture to the, the bodies uh, in the, in the middle of the court and say, um, This crime, the crime of robbing the cycle of its energy, Hmm. this I am as keen as you all to find the guilty party. I am ashamed to admit that while I did play a part in this causing this blight, it was my exploitation by others that caused it. Those of you here today, are there any among you who saw me, visited me firsthand, face to face, seeking my services? There's like some some assorted mumbling and like no one's really uh, saying much. and then, uh, to the surprise of all, uh, Judge Hazel Kell raises her hand and says, Yes, I sought your assistance. I was having trouble with my partner to conceive. Yes, you were of great assistance. This will have no bearing on the case, but it is worth noting. Mm. Mm. Thank you. I and slowly but surely, like, hands start to raise. And finally, um, Murdoch's just like, come on, you motherfuckers. We all went, right? And then, like, there's grumbling, and everyone's like, yeah, okay. And sure enough, um, Maka. And it, to you, I, I think it's worth noting that for you, it always seemed like you were treating a person. 
because there'd always only be like one or two people showing up, but um, you did it for years. And so as kind of expected, almost everyone in the court raises their hand. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Uh, and he'll say, um, I do not ask this to sway the judgment unduly, only to provide context. Mm. In my work, I require the decay, the transfer of energy to provide you the services you came to me for, the healing the ungents, the salves. They came from the dead you brought me that I treated and interred and returned to the earth. There are some gasps. The court was not prepared to learn they'd been using corpse salves. Um, so, yep, there's a, there's some shock, shock and awe uh, in the court. Um, if there were flashbulbs, they'd be going right now for... <laughs> that these bodies do not rot harms me as well. It is most distressing to the way of life I have come to live. So you see, this could not be my machinations, my doing. This flies in the face of Jossie's will. And um, Mowgli starts nodding at that, and he just puts his little glasses back on his nose, and he stands up and he says, uh, Mr. Deathcap, I'm glad you bring up Jossie. We've had some troubles here of late with the Jossians, a cult, uh, some call it, a religious organization, others call it, but nevertheless, ones who have been spreading quite a bit of... of uh, of trouble throughout the land. We were unaware of a, and he does the full air quotes, like Jossie, uh, until you started preaching her will from your little hut in the swamp. So it would seem to me rather strange that your defense rests on the idea of a God that apparently only you have spoken to and the only other adherents of whom are rabble-rousers, miscreants, and in some cases, if they are to be believed, murderers. Mm. I asked the court, should we fear the retribution of a god made up by a madman in the swamp? Or should we see what we are seeing right now, a charlatan who invented a whole system for us to believe in so that he could sell us corpse powder? And uh, Murdoch, at this point, does stand up and says, objection, uh, bringing a different case. <laughs> um, and uh, the judge just kind of um, shakes her head and says, uh, you can sit down now. It is 
Marker Deathcap's time to speak. Yes. And then she says that to both of them. Like she says it to Murdoch first, but then also like glares over at um, uh, Mowgli and says, Mr. Branch Sheath, you know, I appreciate your rhetorical ability, but do keep the conjecture to a minimum. This is Mr. Deathcap's time to speak. And then she looks back to you and says, make it good, Gravekeeper. You speak uh, of this cult of the Jossians. Mm. They are a blight of another kind on Bleen. Yes. Mm. And he like looks around the court for any kind of consensus. Oh yeah, there's not like yeah. people are. Uh, no, no one was thrilled about the Jossians like okay. running around causing a ruckus. Uh, then Mako will just say, mm. "Yes, well, they are all dead now." Gasps, whispers, court noise in (laughs) seeking to investigate the case made against me. I came to learn that the Jossians were committing atrocities, both of mortal laws and the laws laid out by Jossie herself. And so I saw to the work of putting them down permanently. The cult of the Jossians is no more. And uh, Mowgli will step forward and say, be that as it may, Miss Science Mowgli. And he raises both hands and just does that like lawyer walk away, but like, look how unreasonable this person is being. And honestly, the judge is like kind of nodding to you. Um, and you <laughs> can see like, although Mowgli isn't showing any cracks in, in his demeanor, uh, he clearly lost that bout and is like, just kind of doing a walk away being like, Oh, okay. I mean, I get, but everyone else in the room is kind of like, yeah, dude, shut up. <laughs> uh, and Maka will kind of resume and saying, uh, in my investigations, I also attempted with some help to, reconnect the Triton tribes in the waters below Bleen, their library that we would use to reestablish a connection. This is going down there, facing mutated beasts changed by the corruption was dirty work. Mm. Taking out, flushing out cultists was dirty work. It would seem the consortium of Bleen is content to assign blame instead of doing the work of cleaning up its mess down In the library, the archives, I found writings speaking of changing and perverting my process for ushering the dead along and taking that energy and providing new life to the living. This process was sacred to me and it was perverted and corrupted by those looking to 
profit. And in doing so, the corruption spread without my knowing. There may even be those of you here who came seeking my services under false pretenses, only to use the pure glamoura that came from this process to create your much-coveted Endara and spread it across the globe. This, this is the cause of the blight Bleen is now facing. This was the curse that the Presidentia herself pulled me out of my swamp to help resolve with the Kingdom of Orville. Hmm. I am not the only one on trial today, Bleen. There is much fault to go around. And Maka, not really caring whether he's considered guilty or not, getting that off his chest and kind of putting it on everyone else and saying, like, just kind of trying his best in his, you know, limited way to kind of hold up a mirror, mm-hmm. satisfied with what he said, will uh, return to his seat. <clears throat> and uh, as you do so, um, Murdoch just kind of, uh, she nods, like thoughtfully. She's putting on the thoughtful look. She says, uh, you know, that is interesting, isn't it? So it's an interesting um, turn of phrase that my client uh, just used. Uh, Tell me, uh, all of you uh, assembled here, we we have all benefited uh, from the tremendous, the wondrous, the life-changingly good effects of Indara, have we not? Uh, I would be curious, um, can any of you produce a contract that suggests that uh, Maka was aware of the use of his glomera-based product uh, for Indara? Because, uh, you know, I got to tell you, Dennis and I had a, had a little uh, little scan through all of those, and I'm pretty sure you didn't. So, as my client suggests, maybe you need to ask yourself if something else is really going on here. Hmm? Uh, and there's uh, a lot of shifty-looking people in the crowd because, nope. Um, <laughs> and you can feel uh, Duncan and Gwendolyn that the uh, the the vibe in the room has changed. Um, much like, uh, you know, uh, modern uh, Western society with plastic. Uh, I guess people hadn't really thought too much about that. And now they are. And they're kind of horrified. Um, what are you guys kind of muttering to each other throughout uh, Maka's speech and kind of in this this moment of like shocked, you know, courtroom drama? I think there's been a lot of like quiet listening and then Duncan starts having like a quiet, but loud enough that the people around him might be able to hear in the hopes that what he's saying will spread around. <laughs> but it's like, well, you know, the presidential had to know as did the first sword, but Marka didn't know. So how could he have planned to betray them in Orville when they led the mission there? It's almost like he was being duped and he's being duped again. He's a scapegoat. That's not right. Because he's a hero turtle. The one who's here to fix things. Do you roll me a deception check? Not that what you're saying is untrue, but that the way you have to deliver it is vaguely facetious. <laughs> yes. 
So I was thinking of Abe Lincoln in uh, Clone High as part of like Gandhi's weird like medicine show being like, I agree. <laughs> like just popping up <laughs> in the crowd in different disguises, trying to turn crowd. That's a 22. I agree with the dandy. Like people from the crowd are just like very much into, into this. Um, so feeling all this Mowgli uh, for the first time uh, pulls a, a handkerchief and just wipes it across his brow. Uh, and he says, well, I may just be a, a humble Blenian lawyer. I am unfamiliar with uh, all of this uh, fancy contract law that uh, my, uh, uh, opponents seem to be insistent on that is a matter for the merchants i say and whatever arrangements they've made is uh, up to them uh, i think the real concern here is there was no jossie before this strange hermit started talking about her so regardless of whether or not he's put down her cult a lot of our woes can be traced back to someone who is clearly meddling with something he should not have been Remember how good things were before, Jossie? I do. They were great, and now they're not. And I think that if Presidential Umos or First Blade Chestnut were here, they would agree with me. And uh, at that point, uh, Murdoch scratches her nose and says, uh, you know, it's funny you should mention that, champ. Uh, and she snaps her fingers. And the door at the back of the courtroom blows open and you hear the screech of a wheelchair as uh, Chestnut Kell slowly rolls into the courtroom. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Tyler Hewitt just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dice. You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else. So do that now. Well, not right now, but, you know. Uh, and there is a, a, a gasp from the assorted crowd. Uh, <laughs> and the judge uh, actually just kind of stands up uh, with, with her, her jaw dropped. And he, you know, being a, a wizened, battle-hardened warrior type, just gives her like a quick, like, chill the fuck out. Yeah, I'm alive. Like, fuck <laughs> off. <clears throat> and... Um, and you can see that he is in, in tremendously bad shape. Um, he uh, his shell has clearly shattered, um, and so Aww. he is uh, he is suspended kind of within the chair at odd angles um, from various kind of pins and um, uh, uh, sort of. Um, it, it seems almost that the chair itself is providing uh, the shell for him now, um, and so he's kind of suspended in it as he he wheels forward and he just says. Uh, you must pardon the dramatics. Mm. But Murdoch insisted that I wait until the appropriate time. And he uh, he kind of like nods to her and um, rolls forward and says, I can collaborate what Deathcap said. We were attacked in Orville. It was not a ploy, at least not by him. We were seeking a way to end the blight. I beg that you 
consider this man's words carefully. The Presidentia, she thought she could save us, and now she is gone. I fell from the sky. I can no longer fight for us. Yet, this one, and he kind of like, as much as he can, raises an arm and points at Maka, and then also at um, Duncan and Gwendolyn, says, this one and his friends are trying to fix this. Trust them, I beg you. And uh, and then he kind of, his face falls, but he says, and forgive me again, the dramatics. I was told this was the only way. And Murdoch is just like doing the full Jack Nicholson uh, in anger management <laughs> smile and just kind of gesturing around. And like everyone is legitimately touched and it's wildly out of place. Like she's still not a good lawyer, but uh, <laughs> this is a good feather in your cap. Um, so uh, the judge um, bangs the shell again and says, uh, brother, I am glad you are alive, though this was tremendously disrespectful. <laughs> We will have words about this, and I am telling Bob. Now go to the corner. <laughs> she points to where, where um, <laughs> Gwendolyn and, and Duncan are. Um, and uh, finally she swivels on, on her chair to the jury, and she says, you, you have heard now the case against Marka Deathcap and the case for him. It will be up to you to determine his fate. Yes. I trust you are all impartial and have not been swayed by any outside actions. And she just glowers at everyone. And um, uh, Wajdi and Darna are cool as cucumbers, but Phaedrin is looking hella shifty. Um, and was also nodding pretty profusely when you were like, I reconnected the sunken archive. So she raises a finger at him and says, you are excused. And his eyes go wide and he just says, uh, but, 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 but I, she says, you have clearly been influenced leave um and uh sadly <laughs> he gets up and as he goes to exit he turns to Yumaka and says I i'm sorry i tried at which there are a hush falls over the crowd uh and he leaves can maka briefly just say something yeah of course uh <laughs> sort of like a idiot savant this might save him uh he will just say who was that because Phaedrin's entire interaction with us was on the other side of a door. So Maka has no idea who that was. Well, I was <laughs> going to make a little deception check. <laughs> but you legitimate, you are correct. You legitimately don't know. Yeah. So everyone knowing that you've clearly been incapable of telling a lie to this point, unless you were lying about everything, they're just kind of like chuckles. And, um, is it like you just hear like you know the, the same guy yelled i agree with the daddy be like well he clearly didn't know what he was talking about um and other people just kind of like turn to him and, and turn back but uh yeah you've successfully managed to mitigate the damage from that <laughs> damning statement <laughs> fuck man well done Ooh. i remember that little detail so um the uh the judge just nods and says um as is our way you will now present your verdict 
um, and she gestures to uh, each of them has um, sort of a little shelf in front of them with uh, two stones, um, one that is uh, completely clear uh, and one that is opaque. And she just says, um, choose your verdict and place it in the verdict hat. And like a hat gets brought out. Um, and uh, what kind of a hat? I'm just yeah, I'm yeah. picturing a top hat, hat right now. Uh, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I was not expecting a verdict hat. No, it's. Um, <laughs> it is indeed like a deep raggedy top hat, oh. um, but like of the like steampunk <laughs> variety. Like it's clearly of like an ancient tortle fashion that is oh, no wow. longer embraced. Um, but much like a lot of weird court rituals, it mattered a hundred years ago, so everyone just still does yeah. it. Um, so this well-worn, like it's to the point that the brim is like worn down to almost like nothing, and like it's 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 a trash hat, but it's clearly been around a long time. Literally, just gets passed down the line, and each literally uh, a moth flies out. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're like. Oh. Yes, good. The judgment moth has been released, um, and then uh, uh, everyone puts a puts a stone in, um, and um, they they pass it to uh, Hazel. Um, who says mm, yes, and now I shall verify the vote. Uh, and she leans down and puts the hat on her head, and stand, sits up, and like has a think for a second, and then nods, and then leans down. And weirdly, Ida, this actually smooths over your concern because it turns out the judge did have to verify the, the thing. So the ritual makes no sense, but I think like just by by a pure like checklist of like, oh no, see, judge has an important part. Okay, yes. But, um, she pulls the hat down and says, "The vote has been verified by our most sacred of processes," and then she just scatters them over her podium, um, and uh, she um, uh, looks through them and. Um, uh, her eyes kind of narrow, and she kind of looks up at you, Maka. Uh, Maka, where do you think this is going to land? I think... <clears throat> I think he's still pretty low. Um, feeling low, that is, uh, from these revelations, from the... the vague kind of cowardice of this society to own up to its own uh, crimes and, and its own shortcomings, um, things that these people did just for stuff you can't take with you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think his faith in the fairness of this, that he would be accused to begin with as like, this will solve our problems is like, it would have been laughable to him if he hadn't realized that he was somewhat implicated because, oh my God, they exploited my God and my method of healing. Um, so he's got no faith in him getting like a fair trial or anything like that. He wanted to just be able to kind of say that piece. Um, and so he thinks he's 100% sure he's going to be guilty and executed. Cool. Uh, Gwendolyn, how do you think this is going to shake up? And uh, Laura, Beaver, um, there you go. Uh, honestly, I think Gwendolyn is like, she's, she's just not sure. She's just totally not sure about these people. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she doesn't, I don't think she really has faith in, in, in their system. Um, so she's kind of ready to like throw down 
and okay cool. and break Maka out <laughs> if she has to. I mean, I know I, I, I tend to track these a lot, but like that's such a fucking cool evolution of who Gwendolyn <laughs> is that she's gone from like I'm the princess of Orville. I must understand the etiquette in order to to be like oh if I got to break my friend out of court and his country yeah to punch him. <laughs> Yeah. It would seem that Duncan's mentorship has taken root. Uh, Duncan. I'm also, to, to be clear, I'm also just kind of like pissed at these people for like wasting so much time. <laughs> all of this. It is a very Orwellian way to go about these things. You know yes. what I mean? It's just like, can we, can we just get on with like saving like my people the and world? like free yeah. in the world? Like, please, you're all <laughs> an impediment to that. This whole thing is just an impediment to saving everything. Yeah. yeah, Maka would echo those feelings as well. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you show up to Rivendell with the ring, and they're like, "Yeah, that's cool, but listen, we're having a local municipal election, and if we can't sort that out, um, <laughs> yeah. we rule them all." It is bingo night, so can it wait? <laughs> yeah, Parcheesi's at nine. It's real important to all of us. Um, Ryan, where's uh, where's Duncan sitting with all this? Uh, Duncan knows in reality Maka's innocent and based on the evidence that has been presented, Maka should be found innocent and they rigged the jury a little bit. So Maka should even further be found innocent. He is of the opinion that Maka will be found innocent or this game is so rigged that everyone involved who is not Maka is guilty. And that's sort of where he's at. So he's pretty sure he'll be fine if he's not. I mean, he'll, he he won't, like, try to fight his way out of here. There's a shitload of turtles, but he'll bust him out of jail or yeah. do a very Robin Hood rescue at, yeah, like, the yeah, execution Scarlet platform. Scarlet Pimpernel, like, just swoop in at the moment of execution and save. Yeah, and if, you know, his dream scenario, if it goes bad, is just Maka has to go to jail, they'll execute him in a week, and he's got a week to hunt down every fucking crooked <laughs> asshole in this courtroom to make them confess and get Maka out. Fair enough. Did, did we uh, get our weapons back when we left the jail? They did not let you carry your weapons into the fucking courtroom to be on the defendant's side. I don't know. Oh, oh, yes. Haunted suit of armor. Here's your sword. Just don't use it. Honor system. And you're like, yeah, cool. I won't stab. Uh, No. uh, Okay, Tom, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. This is good for you and both of your characters. Yeah, yeah. It's just both of you are walking weapons. I would be so scared for either of you to have like a toothpick at this point. Uh, Just imagine he was like Bullseye from Daredevil just being like, oh, I'll kill a motherfucker with a paper cut. Don't worry about it. Um, So I do uh, have plus three with improvised weapons. (laughs) Yeah, you have that. And Gwendolyn has proved that her greatest weapon is throwing her body at people. Uh, like it's both of true. you are deadly. She's the uh, most proficient at falling down of any character still in the history have of the rebuke once a day. And Maka can summon ghost panthers. Like, realistically, none of you I, are ever not okay. armed. My arm is <laughs> my, my mace that I use now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah truly, truly. Um, in any case, um, so uh, Hazel um looks at uh, at the stones and um, again, her eyes narrow at, at you, uh, Maka. And um, she kind of scoops them all up in two massive, massive hands and holds them aloft so that everyone can see. Uh, And then she spreads her hands and they begin to fall. Um, And you watch as a clear rain of of stones fall from her hands uh, as the jury has voted unanimously that you are innocent. And um, she she just kind of nods and says, hmm. 
The hat of judgment does not lie. Maka, death cap. This court finds you. Then someone clears their throat in a really obnoxiously loud way. Just as I was celebrating. And she looks fucking livid. Like, it, this is like her moment. This is the, the moment of judgment. And uh, she just uh, kind of grumbles, <clears throat> excuse you. This court finds you, and then there's a loud cough, like an obnoxiously loud cough. And she rises a little bit, like up out of her chair, and like her shoulders hunch up, and she just starts scanning the, the gallery. And she says, you will have respect for this court and for the hat. Um, or you will face almost hellish rebuke from second blade, Tamlin Deep Cry, and first blade. And she like looks to her brother and she's like, and first blade, Chestnut Kell. Hmm? And then there's a series of coughs. And slowly you watch her face fall as her eyes drop to the pile of bodies in the center of the room, all of which are undulating with hacking coughs. Uh, and as the bodies begin to flail about coughing, um, dark spores begin to expand from their mouths. And in one voice, they say, we find you guilty. And that's when the screaming begins. This episode of Curse Code and Crown Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGee TD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.